going i was actually just dancing like that <laughs> i know sometimes i just i completely forget that we're podcasting yeah. and we're actually just hard. hanging out down here listening to jams that well welcome back everybody this is now episode nine nine we're almost at 10 and so then exciting. it's over we're ending the podcast <laughs> we're done 10 episodes oh, and we're that done. would suck everyone would be so disappointed i don't know would you guys be disappointed if we stopped the podcast yes they would we are not planning to stop we are having we're so going much fun. for a million episodes that's the goal <laughs> we're gonna be the first podcast to do a million episodes a million episodes we're gonna be like old and we're gonna be still sitting in our basement like podcasting like 75 for 50 years we'll be podcasting except by then it'll probably be like virtual reality yeah, podcast that's true. Like, we'll have like all of you guys like virtually in this room oh, that'd around be crazy. us oh dude that would really change up the dynamic i'm gonna blow your mind spaces. right now okay this is so funny actually what <laughs> because i was just thinking like virtually having all of you guys here while we're doing the podcast but sorry this just randomly popped in my head but um there's this game this virtual reality game sorry i'm go. i'm just gonna go off a tangent here for a sec okay there's this game that i have to try and we have to try and film it because it is hilarious it's called vr chat vr chat vr oh. chat pewdiepie oh, pewdiepie makes t a lot of videos about this and i watched a bunch of them oh oh my god it is the most hilarious thing because it's literally literally you're in these like virtual like little worlds and they're like different sceneries and stuff yeah but you actually you know you're in vr so you take on the form of an avatar and it could be like all these hilarious funny things is that the same as irl it's another game yeah sort of i saw someone eh, playing yeah, that today of. and i was like what this, this is, is like vr version this, of is, her. this is vr that's not VR. Oh, okay but it's really funny because you essentially it's just like a chat room a virtual chat room so, and everybody's like come as an avatar so like obviously in vr you move your arms and stuff and you can how roll many around. people came to pewdiepie's it's hilarious dude i'll have to show you like after millions? The podcast. well no he he pretends to be markiplier <laughs> it's hilarious oh. anybody anytime anybody's like pewds is that you he's like no i'm markiplier or whatever he like does it in his voice it's hilarious oh, oh my it's so god funny. but I was like, I got to try that. So can you do like that. a meetup on it? Like, hey, everyone, we're going to be on it three virtual meetup. Yeah, you could do it. We could do. I mean, if everybody had, you know, a VR platform to do it. on. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is you have to have like a good platform to do it. But eventually everybody will have them, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think so. But it was just, it's just so bizarre because it's it's hanging out with other people just in this like virtual form but it's just like being there you can hear them it's you know how like the vr yeah. is it's like surround yeah, it's, sound it really is mind-blowing makes you feel like you're there feels. yeah yeah i don't know sorry that was so random but <laughs> a little three minute if you've never there. if you ever get the chance to try out vr chat try it out it looks hilarious because people do funny ass shit on there <laughs> uh, there you go, already getting again. the yawns god damn i'm sorry guys i have a theory that maybe it's the lights that give me anxiety yeah it is it's because we're literally staring into these super bright lights oh and before <laughs> we go any further i have to address the biggest Your question milk. from the last podcast there were so many comments asking me if i was drinking iced milk from starbucks <laughs> no this is not iced milk <laughs> can you imagine i want to go to a starbucks and just order an iced milk now 
Can I just get an iced vente milk? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a cool lime refresher, but instead of water, it it's has got coconut milk in it. Milk in it. It does have, I guess, coconut milk. That's why so. it looks milky, though. It's because mm -hmm. of the coconut milk. It's very good. I don't really drink coffee at all, so I either always get like an iced tea or a iced refresher. They're good. They're re very refreshing. They are refreshing. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, my well, God. Well, we haven't even told you guys what we're talking about today. That is not good. We should <laughs> tell them. We're not beginning. talking about anything. Yeah. Today's podcast is just going to be a bullshit session. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us bullshit together for okay, an hour. We no. should do an episode like that where we literally show up unprepared. Or we should just do like Q&A or something and just see where it goes sometime. Would you guys want to see that? Let us know yeah, if you want to see cool. like, a, like an interactive. We can even do it live. That'd be cool. We could. It'd be could. really fun. Okay. Well, today so, we are going to be telling you guys, we're talking about reincarnation. And when I asked people on my Twitter, um, and if you're not following me, you should follow me because I me often too. ask like, what do you want to see on the podcast? Or I give you a preview of what we're recording for the podcast. And when I asked yesterday, this was by far the most requested response. That's like, so interesting. So many and, likes. and what were the other topics that you threw out there? Because it was some other interesting stuff, too. But it's... Well, we were thinking about doing Bigfoot. <laughs> but I don't know. It's kind of bullshit. So <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how long. I don't know much uh, about it. But I don't know. Maybe it's real. Look, there's this hairy man running <laughs> through the forest well i was thinking we could do like bigfoot and loch ness monster in the same one or like, just do like kind of fun urban legends or like yeah i don't know but you guys seem to really want to hear about reincarnation and if you haven't seen any of my reincarnation videos um i will be putting out my third on monday so i only have two or on tuesday duh i never upload on monday and um one of the stories, obviously, since you guys haven't, well, not all of you have heard the story, and Josh needs a refresher on the story, I'm going to tell you guys one of my favorite reincarnation stories, probably the most well-documented and most popular Profound, case. for sure. Definitely. So if you, are, if you don't know anything about past lives or reincarnation, it's a good place to just kind of get your mind going, get it started up and everything, and really thinking about this, and then we can go more into theories and um you know just different different elements to it afterwards i think it would it's, be good to start yeah. with the story though well it's i think a lot i mean there's a lot of layers to it and obviously in its basic form reincarnation is you know the end of one biological life and the soul your soul leaves and, a different and starts body. another another life so yeah. it's really what it, well, being, it's, it's basically the idea that consciousness is a stream Obviously, you've heard probably heard the term stream of consciousness, and it's like a signal. It's like um, a radio wave going out, and your body's like a radio that picks up the signal, but the signal right, the physical is always entity, going on. Right. Right? So that's why, you know, people are so afraid of death because they don't understand that, like, chance. I mean, I guess I don't really know. It could just all be well, nothing. Well, I think we have to start out by saying that when we start talking about this, we're not you know it's true we're not definitely not saying it's true or not because yeah. nobody knows and what we don't the want truth anyone is, but... who believes in any type of religion to feel excluded or like they can't listen to this this is just totally throwing it out there be open-minded make up your own opinions absolutely i think i think whenever you tackle these kinds of topics and especially when we talk about religious ideas i think you just have to approach it with an open mind just like you approach anything like aliens or you know Right. 
life after death, whatever it may be, you know, you just have to approach it with an open mind and, you know, make, make up your own mind for yourself. By no means are we experts or know the truth about really anything. So we're just putting out our thoughts and opinions out there and you do what you want with it. So yeah, that's all. And even those of you who are Christians, uh, it's really interesting. There's like 22% of Christians, um, believe that reincarnation could be a possibility so it's not like something completely out of the question to a lot of them are very open-minded to it and the fact that in the bible there's many so verses bad, that reference life after death being reborn obviously well specifically elijah right right like reap what you sow who came back it was like some character some sorry, yeah character. john the baptist john was the baptist. a reincarnation of elijah the prophet so gotcha from the old testament and so and just so you listeners and people out there know, like when I'm when I approach this topic, I'm coming from a person that was yeah. raised very I was raised, you know, Christian, very of various denominations, Baptists, uh, Presbyterian, Nazarene, all sorts of different flavors of Christianity. <laughs> flavors. That's really what it is, is flavors. But I grew up in the church, so I, you know, I was a quote unquote Christian for um a long time and so my knowledge of the bible is you know fairly good but i'm starting to lose a lot of it i mean i know the general the general story and everything so just keep that in mind when you hear us talking about this is like i mean i'm not a christian i don't classify myself as a christian anymore i've moved on from that but um you know i have a lot of respect for people that are because you know everybody's entitled to your own beliefs and you know i think being tolerant is like yeah, and as long as you're so tolerant important. about it, as long as you're not forcing your religion onto others and, you know, you respect everybody's right to believe what they want to believe. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like no any logical person has to be willing to admit that you don't know 100% what is next or what happens next or if your religion is true. I mean, you can claim that it's true, but that doesn't, how do you know it's true? You You haven't, you know, none of us have seen god or you know met god or whoever or what it is you know we none of us have been to the other side and back is what i'm trying to say right and can say for certain what it is yeah so being open-minded to other ideas is like so important um but before we get rolling with this we did want to let you guys know that we are going to be doing a patreon live stream next friday at 4 p.m mountain standard time so be there or be square. This is for all Patreon levels. Um, so yeah, it'll be super fun. But anyway, ready to get into this? Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Blast off. Put so we're your... gonna start out. What? <laughs> Sorry. Put, put your what blasters put... on. <laughs> put your helmets on. Put your thinking cap on. Yes. Thinking caps on. Unlock. 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 Oh my god. Unlock your brain, guys, because I feel like I need like a quick yoga stretch. Okay. Okay. Ready? So so what's the first story we're talking about here? Well, this is really the only story we're going to talk about because we'll probably be talking about this story for a little while. It's so, so fascinating. And it is the first thing that really got me interested in past lives. And I did a whole video on this one. So if you did miss it, um, it's one of my lower view viewed videos. Not lower, but meh. God. <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, so James Leiniger. He was a little boy. He was born in around 2000-ish. And he was born to two Southern parents who were Baptist. religious, Baptist. And he, for, 
first the first thing that they noticed with him is he was obsessed with planes like right away and they didn't like ever have anyone in their family that did anything with planes or they had no connection to planes he hadn't hadn't even been on a plane so he was just obsessed with planes but like that's fairly normal right yeah, I mean, most, most little kids planes. find something that they like and they kind of obsess over it. And they're like, I love planes or I love dinosaurs. or Yeah, you know, yeah. So. But he would talk about planes a lot. And so his dad took him to a museum in Lafayette. Um, and this at this museum, there was a World War II exhibit. And James would not leave this exhibit. Right. He, like, did not want to go. He was obsessed with it. Like, he just totally lit up so into it his dad to like drag him out of there <laughs> and they bought him like this movie like a vhs which of... which like for one like how many kids are that excited to go to like a old museum like that for one oh like, yeah seriously where it's just like i know me as a kid like i really i mean it was cool it's always cool to see like big planes and stuff but it's not like i'm like dying to stay there you know i'm not yeah. like i'm like all right i'm done yeah. i saw this cool no and he was like a kid like a baby um so anyway as time went on eventually james started having these insane nightmares he would kick at the ceiling he would scream feet up in the air Um, and these are just night terrors and this wasn't just happening you know every couple every so often this was happening as much as four times a week where he was having a full night Night terrors waking up in a panic attack like something's extremely wrong and I feel like most people you've ha- like those well, dreams are more rare. Yeah, especially for such a young child. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I haven't had kids yet, but I would think that a kid having nightmares four night like night terrors four nights a week, I'd be concerned too. I'd be like, you know, what's going on? Because yeah. kids are usually pretty sheltered, so it's like, what could be scaring them that bad? Yeah, you know, what would actually bother a kid to have that na- to cause them to like have these like violent almost like violent dreams where mm-hmm. they're possibly dying you know Well, they he was and in his dream it was always the same thing he would he would look like he was trying to kick his way out of a box or something like trying to Hmm. he was physically doing things and his parents would have to shake him to get him to wake up wow Um, god that's insane and when he did wake up he would say airplane airplane crash on fire little man can't get out airplane crash on fire little man can't get out. two years old dude that's what his mom said he would say wow God, can you imagine your command? Airplane crashed on fire. Yeah. Little man can't get up. Well, like, they, they could not the believe fuck? that, especially because this is a Southern Baptist family who, quote unquote, tried to create a Mozart for the mind environment for yeah. their kid. This They controlled everything sure this little boy watched. Sunday school, the whole nine yards. I'm sure it was like... Um, I'm not sure like how Baptist they were. I They didn't talk about that. They didn't even talk about church ever. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe they did. But I think, if anything, yeah, they just had the little, southern right. hospitality. You know, yeah, kind of. well, a lot of southern people are, you know, yeah. associate themselves with the... But they, like, they kept a good eye on him. So they were, like, so weirded out that he was saying things right. like fire and playing, like, all these... Yeah, you know, it wasn't like they were letting him watch, you know, World War II documentaries or something. Yeah, like, They weren't exactly. that kind of parent. They no. were. They had a very... Um, controlled environment for him to be in right and it's not like he could read yet it's not like he can turn on the tv and come across something yeah that's true no so they were just like where is this kid getting this information yeah you know that's crazy jesus so they i think it was first her mother um andrea so it's bruce and andrea are the parents of james bruce and and andrea leiniger yes and andrea 
talk to her mom and her mom was the first one to say, you know, maybe this is a right. past life. Maybe, he, maybe he's experiencing a past life. Yeah. He's like, he's re remembering living memories from a different time. Yep. And so she told her it might be a good idea to start talking to him about the dreams. Like after he wakes up, get it out. You know what happened? I remember my parents used to do that with my dreams, but my dreams were like, a giant spider was chasing me. <laughs> like, so I never had anything yeah. specific and reoccurring, but you know, it's so important to see if there is something because you know, your, your dreams are your mind trying to work through something. It um, is. It's exactly what it is. So she started asking him questions about it. And after that, his nightmares started to decrease drastically. And this is a quote. Um, can't remember exactly. Of course, I didn't write it down. I think this was like a psychologist or something explaining what happens when you dream. Yes, it is. Like as a child. And it says we're, when... Well, this woman, she's an expert on past lives too. I think. Oh, okay. I forgot her name. Oh, okay. It's all right. It just says when we are dreaming, our conscious minds are not filtering material as when we are in a waking state. So unconscious material, including past life memories, emerge. It is not uncommon for young children to dream of their previous lives. We tend to notice the nightmares because they disturb the sleep and are often dramatic, realistic stories, as in James' case. They are often reoccurring as the child relives the same dramatic events over and over. On some level, they are seeking resolutions to these disturbing memories. When Andrea acknowledged what James was remembering in his dreams, his plane crashing, it helped him move through the trauma. Mm. Just get some understanding and closure. Right. And it sounds like... um you know, as his mom is talking to him and trying to get more information out of him, James elaborates more on his story about what happened. And, and it's it's very detailed and very vivid. Yeah. Including that he remembers taking off from the water, which yeah. would suggest that he, you know, took in a past life. He was some sort of pilot taking yeah. off from an aircraft carrier in the ocean or something because he remembers taking off in a plane off the water and then the Japanese shooting him down so what kind of kid and imagine if you're none you know no kids if baby that. said that to you hey yeah and he always said i had a instead of having like saying i had a dream that i did this and i had a dream that i was a pilot he said i was a pilot and my plane got shot down by the japanese and when his parents when he said that to his parents they were like how do you know anything well, such about confidence just like the japanese you know no no doubt in his mind whatsoever he just was like this is what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. I mean, if I were his parent, I'd be shocked. I'd be like, how can I not take this seriously? <laughs> like, yep. especially if it's, you know, not, you know, especially if he doesn't, you know, make up stuff all the time or is like always making shit up, you know, like no. I, I know some kids like just make up shit constantly. But his like to keep up the same lie with the same details over and over right. and over again. As if is, he's telling a story. Yeah. Right? And what kind of two year old's going to make this up? Why? From what? Why? Yeah. So, and how would they know about World War II? You know. So anyway, they started asking him to draw pictures that they thought that would help him kind of also deal with these dreams. And um, when they asked him who the pilot was, he would say the pilot was named James. So they figured he was just talking about himself because so they're like, oh, so you're imagining that you were the pilot, right? Oh, okay, James. And she would ask him what type of plane he was flying. And he said a Corsair. And they didn't know that was a type of plane back then, but it is. 
And they also he also na- mentioned the name Natoma. So they looked that's, it up. That's really bizarre. Yep. How and there is an aircraft carrier by the name of USS Natoma Bay. And it was stationed in the Pacific Ocean during World War II. Pretty interesting that this child knew that. His parents didn't even know that. Yeah, and the fact, I mean, the dad at first was just like, oh, it's a coincidence that he knows this. Yeah, he was more like, hell no, this is not reincarnation. Like, he went on a mission yeah. for years to try right. to disprove, disprove this. Disprove it, right. Um, and I think that, like, urge to do that is what helped them get all of this information. Because there's probably tons of people who just, like, it's possible that you and I both had past lives. And as a child, we we did have dreams, but our parents didn't ask or didn't follow up. And eventually they stopped. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yes. So after another nightmare, James decided to give his, well, didn't decide. James gave his parents the the name of Jack Larson. And he said that it was his friend that he flew with. Be like, what? Jack Larson? Where'd you get that from, bud? Yeah. And then get this. So he got this book, Bruce, the father. And it's called Battle for Two, Iwo Jima. And it was by Derek Wright. And he had gotten it from a history book club. And while he was looking at the book, James got on his lap to watch cartoons. And while waiting for cartoons to come on, he looked at the book with his dad. And suddenly he pointed to a map of Iwo Jima near Chichijima and said, Daddy, that's where my plane was shot down. And his dad (laughs) almost like passed out because he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Taking it to that level. Oh, my God. And he can't read. It's not like the kid could read that it said yeah, Iwo Jima. He just recognized like, the... What kind of kid would know the name Iwo Jima and Chichi Jima? None. It's well, I guess he didn't. I don't know if he knew the name, but he pointed at it and said that. So it, and it matched up with Natoma Bay. That's crazy. So then he, Bruce, stumbled upon a website referred to as the Natoma Bay Association. And he contacted Leo Pyatt, who later said he was a radio man on Avenger fighter plane with the VC-81 squadron. So he asked if they had ever, if there were any Corsairs flown on the Natoma Bay, and he said no, only Avengers and Wildcats. So Bruce kind of thought... He's trying to nail down, you know, to see if, you know, his son's story makes sense. And so he was like, you know, that's good evidence for me. Um, so they, he asked him if they had flown any missions near Iwo Jima and Pyatt said that he had been part of 36 missions there. Then it came down to the last question and that was if he had ever heard of Jack Larson. And And, this guy knew who Jack Larson was, Yep. but he never knew what had happened to him. Yeah. So that right there would just be mind-blowing the kid pulled this name out like where is he yeah where is he getting a lot of details i mean it was vivid for him like damn yeah and and i didn't even mention this earlier but when he was making these drawings he would sign everything james three so that's really important to note too james three james James three and when they would ask him he would say i'm the third james and they were like what they were confused wow wow i know crazy man very very crazy so, so Bruce is trying to track down military records because he's he's trying to find Jack Larson so that he can then hopefully find out who James is. And Bruce was having issues trying to find anything on Jack, um, which is interesting. 
And found like Larson, Larson. Sounds like he searched every list that was out there from the U.S. National Archives on the men who were stationed on the, the Toma Bay aircraft carrier during World War II. Because, I mean, that seems like a smart place to start. Try to figure out who died on the USS Natoma so that you can then hopefully narrow down, you know, names of people named James and Jack. But he wasn't able to find him. And that's because he was looking in the wrong place. He was looking for a dead man. And after finding out and no, sorry, then they found out that Jack Larson was actually still alive and he lived in Springdale, Arkansas. After he found this out when he attended the Natoma Bay Association reunion in 2002, he found out about Jack Larson. So then he's like, holy shit, there is a Jack Larson. And he was connected to Natoma Bay. Yeah. God. He's so just of course still he's alive. Like, I mean, he's starting to believe this story, I'm sure. More and more. Yeah. But the Corsair was the one thing that like you still didn't have. Right. Well, and figuring out who James was, too. Yeah. Right. Um. So Bruce learned that there were 21 men that were lost on the Natoma Bay. And then he found out that James Houston Jr. was a pilot in the Pacific Theater during World War II. He found this information. Once he found Jack, he found Jack told him. Yep. Confirmed this. Yeah. So, yeah, James Houston Jr. was shot down at the age of 21 on a special strike mission against shipping in Futamiko Harbor at Chichijima, according to declassified aircraft action reports. So James Houston had volunteered for the mission, and it was the last mission that he would have flown before returning to the United States, actually. So this was this his last guy. mission. Yeah, got, he was about to be done. He was about to be done and yeah. got shot down and yep. and died. And they never found him either. Yeah, they never, they never found, found his, his body or anything or, or his plane. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and Bruce has actually wanted to go down there and like have a team try to find him wow, in that area and they won't let him do it. Um, they don't want to disturb a, a pilot and it's resting place or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like for what purpose though? Just yeah. to verify the story. Well, the story's true. Like these yeah. people were his friends. Um, right. And they did confirm that James Houston. Yeah. Was, was with missing them. in action and yeah. Yep, and was missing in action. Wow. Um, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. Um, so he was... God damn, that's crazy. So the name stuck out even more to them because he was signing James 3 on everything. And this is James M. Houston Jr. So, so the that would second, make sense. He'd be the third one. So he there would was be a, the third. Whoa. Wow. Hmm. I know. Super interesting. Um... So he had been calling himself that ever since he was three years old. What if I was like, yeah, parents, I am Kendall the third. <laughs> Kendall three. <laughs> parents would have been like, what the hell? So obviously um, the missing link still is the Corsair. Right. So they can't figure out um, why his son was talking about why Corsairs he was talking about the Corsairs because uh, James Houston was shot down in, an, in a wildcat fighter plane and not a Corsair. And so... Continuing to dig deeper into this, Bruce then tried to find members of James Houston Jr.'s family. And that's when he made contact with a woman named Anne Houston Barron, which is James Houston's sister who lived in, who lives in, or I guess she lived in California at the time. 
and they had several phone conversations and she agreed to send Bruce photos of her brother. Well, when she when they talked to her at first, they didn't tell her like, hey, we think our son is your reincarnated brother. brother. No, they just said we're doing some history stuff related to Natoma Bay and we'd love some photos of your brother to like, you know, commemorate him. Is that a word? Commemorate? Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Commemorate? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, so she sends these photos over and uh, Andrea gets the photos and in the package of photos, she's going through them and all of a sudden she comes across a photo of James Houston Jr. standing in front of a Corsair fighter plane, the same kind that James had been mentioning for years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's even that's even more wow because that that. Who would have known them? You know, I know who would have known that. Who would have known that there was a picture a of him standing yeah. in front of a Corsair plane? And his name would be James. Like anyone who thinks that this is just some like elaborate scheme is crazy. It's so precise. Oh my God. That's crazy. So the reason that he had talked about Corsairs is before he had gone to Natoma Bay, he was part of an elite special squadron, the VF 301 Devil's Disciples. And he was in that from January to uh, January to August of 1944. So most of his time, he was using Corsairs. That was like his plane. Right, right. It just wasn't the plane he was shot down in. Yes. And the um, that special squadron test flew Corsairs for carrier use. And only 20 pilots were selected for the special assignment. So it's very specific that he mentioned. God, that is so specific. That's like pinpointed. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, if that doesn't leave, if if that doesn't clear up any doubts in your mind that he was most certainly James Houston Jr. in a past life. I mean, that's yeah. so... How would anybody know that? They wouldn't. All? They wouldn't. I mean, how do you even explain that other than saying it's his past... It's remembering a past life. I mean, I don't even know what other things you could slap on that. Like, Yeah, you really can't unless he's like some psychic... Like just like, like I don't psychic, know. profound kid. <sighs> and then um, they finally told his sister... Uh, we think our son is the reincarnated version of your brother. And she was totally accepting of it because he knew all this stuff about their childhood. He like knew all this about his parents getting this like specific painting made. And he asked where hers was because he saw his. And it's just like crazy little things. Like he called her Annie. No one else calls her that. Her oh, yeah. Anne that Barron. was interesting. Yeah. But she then she was like, well, my brother called me Annie. That's so weird. So and he just started calling her that like out of the blue. And when he was around her, he was super comfortable. They got together, met up, yeah. had the whole thing. And and, um, and the fact that she actually believes that he is the um, reincarnated. Yeah, I have a quote. Oh, Do you want me to read it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. This is what Anne said. The child couldn't know the things he does. He just couldn't. So I believe he is somehow part of my brother. These things are things you read about. There must be a reason for it, but I have no hint of what it could be. It's some phenomenon that I don't understand at all. This happened nearly 60 years ago. There must be a reason. Very Hmm. interesting. So then (laughs) this is so cool. James also had these three G.I. Joe dolls named Leon, Walter, and Billy. And then they found out later that those were actually his friends. According to U.S. Pacific Fleet Records, Lieutenant John, or sorry, Lieutenant Leon Stevens Connor uh, 
and sign Walter John Devlin and assign what's his sign? I think it's like a military rank. Term. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just Billy Rufus Peeler were among the 21 fatalities in the Natoma Bay. So when they asked him while he named his dolls that before, he said, because they were the ones who greeted me when I went to heaven. So these were men that he knew and worked with and they died before he did. Interesting. And that's really their names. They confirmed those names. Those are all real. Wow. Names. I mean, how do you deny that? Like, how do you deny that he he doesn't have some sort of memory from another time? Because that's just is like so profound. Mm hmm. Doesn't even make sense. Doesn't. That's crazy, man. He also told his father that when he flew these Corsairs, they would often get flat tires and would often tend to lean to the left. And after checking with military historians at the Lone Star Flight Museum in Galveston, Texas, this statement was verified. So, come on. This kid is, did not, like, look this up as a deal. No, no. I'm going to fuck with my parents real good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, this is also interesting. The first time that Andrea cooked meatloaf for James, who she had never made meatloaf before for him, he said that he hadn't had meatloaf since he was on the Natoma Bay. I can't imagine being his parent. It would be like, Seriously, what the hell? Like, who are you? So... Bruce and Andrea contacted several veterans from that carrier and they learned that meatloaf was a regular meal for the crew. Of course it was. That's crazy. So these memories are clearly vivid and detailed. I'm sure if you I'm sure if he was like you know, maybe a little older or maybe he could at that time, but like ask him to just be like, "All right, now describe the inside of the plane, describe the outside of the plane, describe where you live." But that's and the thing is the memories get more and more blurry as you get older like the from um people that research this the average age that people start recalling memories is age two to six so after that the memories you start to lose them unless you've like recorded figured it all out like he'll right. obviously remember this because his parents have like documented yeah it. it's documented yeah um but yeah you wouldn't get better memories as you get older they would get worse so hmm. that's the most he's going to remember is probably because you're processing has. more Right. You know, you've already processed so much that your brain is... And your brain's now filled with all your current life memories instead. Yeah, right. You know? It's archived everything that it remembers from a past life. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, because he even, um, after some of his nightmares, they, his parents actually found out that James actually clearly understood what happened to him the day his plane went down and why it went down. And he would describe that his plane was shot in the engine and he would repeatedly check and make sure fire extinguishers fire extinguishers were available and marked wherever they want. So he was so paranoid about like things catching on fire because in his past life the plane he had been in caught the engine caught on fire and that's why he went down. So Yeah, and so, so he now like he's like Yeah, he's, oh god the plane was on fire and Horrible. he was stuck inside of it. So when he was saying plane crash on fire, little man can't get out. Yeah, so he yeah, damn. God. He had a fiery end in his past life. So with that's also interesting to note is that with most of these cases and there's, you know, thousands of cases documented by different various researchers, most of them, like 70 percent of them are people who had extremely violent or abnormal endings to their past life, you know, like something trauma and that you can have phobias in your current life related to your past life. Right, which is really interesting because you start thinking about like if you have fear of heights or 
arachnophobia or or claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes you start to wonder what what might have happened to you in a past life. You know. Yeah. Well, what's your phobia? Um, I I think I'm a little claustrophobic. I don't like to be enclosed in small spaces. That really freaks me out a little bit. Um. But, say it's a but it's not yeah it's not like i like hyperventilate or anything so i don't know it's, i think the most scared i've ever seen you was in that ocean the one time we went like scuba diving yeah. in january and it was like cold <laughs> as hell and it was dark, dark. water dark you ocean freaked water out. i freaked out because yeah you freaked out. i had a panic attack that day and you're was... really afraid of sharks so maybe you died in the ocean <laughs> maybe you're a pirate maybe i was a surfer and i got like <laughs> I got mauled by a shark in my past life. Well, I am like deathly afraid of heights and hills, actually. It's like something about falling. Or like cliff edges. It's falling that's, yeah, an edge. Like you don't like, like to stand on the edge of like no. tall places. No, but I don't mind being high up. Like I don't mind being in airplanes. Uh, as long as it's afraid. like enclosed and safe. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I, that's why I would never skydive or... um. I even get scared like walking down like stadium steps because I'm worried about falling. I think that's why skiing scared me so much. Yeah. I actually just quit skiing. I used to ski all the time. That would so, make sense. I think I may have like fell down a mountain. <laughs> Jack fell down and broke his crown. Jill came tumbling after of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That was great. <laughs> so. Hmm. Do you want to read this part? This is this is kind of interesting. This is how they figured out what actually did happen to his plane. So Jack or uh, James Wingman, Jack Larson, Bob Greenwald, and William Matheson. James Jr. Wingman. What? What did you say? Wing. It's his wingman, Jack James Larson. Wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, James is. <laughs> well, you keep saying James like it's not a. To say plural for James, too. So these are surviving people, I assume? Um, yes. Because they remember seeing his plane get shot down on March 3rd, 1945. Yeah, and he's... Bob Greenwald, he met him, and he knew who he was when he met him before he even oh, was told right, his right, right. name. Because according, according to what happened, it sounds like uh, James Houston Jr.'s plane was the last to dive in the strafing run. And Greenwald, who had also served with Houston as a devil's disciple, says when the squadron realized that Houston's plane was no longer in the air, their planes took a second run to look for debris. They found nothing. With no witnesses, the Leinigers could only believe that Houston had been shot down near the Futami Co. Harbor at Chichijima. However, uh, June of 2003, another veteran helped Bruce, James's dad, out with the research. Um, and caught the attention of veteran named Jack Durham. And Jack Durham had actually been a member of the VC-83 torpedo bomber medium squad from the USS Sergeant Bay. And they had run a parallel, they were running a parallel mission to Houston Squadron on the day that it was shot down. So these are all witnesses to uh, James Houston Jr.'s death, essentially. And according to the aircraft action report, the VC-81 squadron covered the TBMs during the Futami Co. Harbor strike. And without a doubt, Durham says he saw Houston's plane shot down by anti-aircraft fire, which was also confirmed by the aircraft action report. So, I mean, there isn't much more verification you can get from that. Yeah. So 
they verified with multiple sources, you know, multiple people that had been aware of James Houston Jr.'s existence, as well as witnessing his end. So, I mean, I don't know how much more clear you can be that clearly there's a connection between this little boy, James, and James Houston. I mean, it's so clear. Yes. Because how would anybody else, how would anybody know all of that? Mm Mm-mm. There's no way. This is a quote from that same expert. I think her name is something Bauman. I need to, I should have had it down. I thought I did. If a soul reincarnates with unfinished business or dies in a traumatic death, these memories are most likely, more likely to carry over into another life. Hmm. So that's why people are like, well, why doesn't everyone have past life memories? Well, it's not really of, normally it's of their death. It's not that many memories of just like what their life was. Sometimes they can pull out details, but most of their memory is like their death. Which, which, sorry, I, I have a note to add to that. It makes sense because, um, like the video that I did, we're finding out with, with scientific certainty that consciousness does not end after death immediately. Yeah, there is scientific that evidence. That your consciousness that. actually, I mean, it, it could go on forever after, which it probably does, but at least in the form that we know of, you're conscious, you're still conscious being or soul or whatever you want to call it even essentially during the during your death so a lot of people that have near-death experiences remember and recall basically seeing their death or seeing whatever happened to them happen from like an aerial view yeah from like an out-of-body view that is so weird so it would it would make sense that people that have a traumatic ending like that where you witness it essentially you saw it happen and that would be the last thing that you remember from that life so then it says in james's case he died in a traumatic he died a traumatic death as a young man there was still so much emotion and energy that may have propelled these past life memories forward as i see it a part of james houston's consciousness survived the death and is a part of james lineager's soul consciousness yeah or lineager sorry soul consciousness maybe you take so here's a thought maybe you take a piece with you of your past life and you know what i think is that because i'm like well if people remember these traumatic things and what about people that like die peacefully or have like happy memories on the, you know yeah on your deathbed and i wonder if the only reason that we hear about it seems all of these traumatic memories from past lives maybe it's because um oh geez maybe it's because the good ones just get you know it's not that memorable yeah well it's not that it's not memorable it's just like you don't have like something to work through from it you know you don't necessarily have like dreams of it you know yeah i don't know you see what i'm saying no yeah, kind of <laughs> no i'm just saying like you raise more attention to having a night terror. So your parents would naturally like if you're having a happy oh, dream, your I parents aren't saying. like, right. Your parents aren't like, oh, look at little James. there having a good sweet dream tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, or like, let's ask him about it. Yeah. So like yeah. as a parent. So that's why as a parent, we're so maybe literally going to daily ask your kids, what did you dream? <laughs> write it down. We're going to write down every day. All right, kids. What'd you dream about last night? <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if like sometimes, you know how like in your dreams you have like a place you've never seen or people you've never seen? It's interesting to think like, could they be people that were in your past life or a place you've been in I wonder that all the time. I wonder, I have dreams sometimes and I'm like, oh man, that was so real. 
I bet you it was real. Oh, re- man. Oh, man. It was real. It was real. I'm serious, though. Like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, those people in my dream, they were, they felt like family or they felt like a spouse or they felt like whatever it may be, like a deep connection with that person in my dream. And yeah. so I'm like, where the hell is that person in my life? You know, where? Where is it coming from? Where is that coming from? Exact Because it's usually so random. It's so random. But could just be my mind making shit up but <laughs> yeah i mean i think you have a creative mind but i mean who knows exactly what dreams are it's like the biggest mystery but anyway that's pretty much james's story in a nutshell it's super interesting here is an interview i believe this was in 2013 of him as more of an adult talking about this and it's just interesting so i'm going to play that and you will hear andrea and bruce as well in this and this is on fox news with what's her name Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Yep. All right, here we go. Well, it all started when their young son woke up from a bad dream in the middle of the night. He began recounting stories of a fallen World War II pilot. His mother and father never told him those stories. In fact, they think he may have experienced them in a past life. The Leiningers have shared their son James' story all over the world in hopes of shedding light on what we do not know about the afterlife. And James' story, detailed in the book Soul Survivor, has gained so much popularity, it's been translated to 10 different languages. And joining me now are Andrea, Bruce, and James Leininger. Thank you all for being with us this morning. Certainly, you know, we've been sort of hinting at this story all day and it gives everyone pause because it seems almost impossible. Andrea, can you go through and tell us about James' story? We were two, he was two when he, he started having these dreams. Right. And what happened? Um, it was just after his second birthday he started having horrific night terrors, remembering that he was in a plane that got shot down and crashed in the water and he couldn't get out of the plane. And the behaviors that he had when he was having the nightmares were mimicked somebody who had, was trying to get out of something. It was like he was trapped in a box trying to kick the lid off. So it seemed very real. Uh, Bruce, when you heard this, though, did you think anything of it? I mean, certainly two-year-olds have nightmares, right? Well, it was disturbing because it was four, five, six times a week. It, it just wasn't incidental okay. night terror that children experience. And there were drawings, too, James, that you would make um, that sort of indicated historic truth correct we have some images of those that um, we can put up and and it w- but it was how you would sign them right that would mm-hmm. give everyone a little bit more information James that was the one third. of our first clues he started doing the drawings and it was almost a pathological process he would he would put the planes and the ships and then he would almost be acting out a battle he would be shooting and firing um, and he started signing the drawings james three and it was right when he was three years old he couldn't even sign his name yet he didn't know sure. how to write his name which I think people don't realize that when you're three, you don't know how to write your name yet. Exactly. But he, he isn't a third James. My husband's name is Bruce, so we kept asking him, well, how come you're signing your name James three? And he said, I'm the third James. And what, what made your parents start researching, James, what that really meant historically? You, you said the name of a, another pilot, correct? Uh, I, I said the names of many pilots from the Toma Bay, uh, Bob Greenwald, um, Jack Larson. Jack Larson. Right. I stated all these names that of people that if only you had been on the ship or you had been able to look at military records or you knew them personally via family or through uh, just friendships, you wouldn't know that person or their life. And I'm three, two, three, four. Right. At my very young age is just talking about them. At two, he knew the name of the ship. He t- 
my husband and asked him if he remembered where his plane took off from and he said it took off from a boat and he asked if he remembered the name of the boat and he said Natoma which is a very bizarre word to come up sure. with when you're two when you're two and now but how do you make the jump from saying okay this is some information in, in my two-year-old or three-year-old's mind to he he actually is reincarnated this this person that he's talking about is reincarnated in my son right. I mean, how did you get to that point well he did three things very quickly he gave us the name of the ship he then told us, uh, he gave us the name of a man that he flew with named Jack Larson. Yeah. And then he gave us a location where his plane was shot down. Sure. Well, what I found out by contacting a veterans organization, never expecting to confirm this name Jack Larson, I asked a guy named Leo. So you're young when this starts. It seems like an awful lot of responsibility for a toddler to have to be carrying the life of a World War II veteran. Where... If you can, you know, even just give us a brief glimpse into what that's like, and where are you now? Do you still feel the way that you might have felt at three, where you're you're having these visions and um, occurrences come to you? Well, I don't have the nightmares anymore. Okay. Those passed after the uh, we went to Chichi Jima and uh, reconciled the whole, you know, uh, sure. problem with um, with uh, James Houston. We got to, I got to say goodbye, and I guess it, I kind of just made that just spiritual just release from James Houston and so I don't have the nightmares anymore but a lot of people ask well how how can how can something like this you know happen how, how would you just know these things and so I kind of give the example well what do you want to be with you when you grow up and some people say oh I want to be a doctor and I say well is can is there anything anybody can say change how you feel about oh i want to be a doctor you just some people just have this innate knowledge from birth about i'm i know a lot about weaponry i know a lot about the military and it's just i don't know where it comes from a lot some people just know a lot about sure. a specific subject but where does this come from or maybe it comes from the exact place that you described exactly do you feel um that you can live your own life or do you feel like you cannot separate the two? Oh, i can li i live my own life every day i think i uh I think about James Houston sometimes. Okay. I recollect on it on a just I just think about him sometimes, sure. but it's not really. I can I can just live my own life freely. It's good. James, thanks for being here. Thank Share you. Sorry, Bruce. So interesting, man. So interesting. Sorry, that was kind of a long clip, but I wanted you guys to hear kind yeah, of his voice. Yeah, it was interesting to hear his his point of voice. view of it. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I like his thing of like you, some people just have this innate knowledge that. We don't even know where it comes from, but clearly it true. comes from. Yeah, it is very true. Remember that girl, little girl in Ellen that just like knows all this stuff about everything? She yeah, seems like she it? was born just like smart. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, but anyway. um, So they actually went to Iwo Jima with um, James and they got flowers and everything and went yeah, to the exact spot. Yeah, they did a whole ceremony spot. and stuff. They yeah. did a whole ceremony. Put water, or uh flowers in the water and stuff and yep and he threw james threw the flowers out there and then saluted said like you know james houston jr I'll always remember you rest yeah. in peace basically and then cried for like 20 minutes and they have video of it well, it's He's probably like, like a piece of his soul is like you know well he feels connected yeah. so it's like saying goodbye to something i don't that's just so sad very interesting stuff though so i just wanted to share james's story in particular because i definitely think that is a good place for people who don't believe this at all to start it's with. a great place to start because it gives you because i mean when we start when you throw it just you know reincarnation is 
is not all that popular in you know the western world it's it's definitely seen more you know more popular in the eastern world because it has to do with an idea that is as old as it gets like it's it goes back to the beginning of time essentially and very beginning of buddhism hinduism yeah it goes back to the very beginning greek historical figures pythagoras socrates and plato have all talked about reincarnation so it's old and when obviously like you know the western the western world is definitely you know a lot more christian and more you know because that's the religion that came over catholic and christian is you know essentially what uh colonized the western hemisphere mm-hmm. you know that's why you see christianity and catholicism you know all through south and north america well i don't think that reincarnation necessarily like disproves christianity or any any religion because it could be just a lost part of it like yeah we were saying earlier that maybe there is a heaven but like you have to have a couple wax at it before you get to go get a couple tries well i like i mean there's there's almost a conspiracy around reincarnation and christianity and a lot of people a lot of christians yeah there is a conspiracy and christian researchers have have claimed that reincarnation was actually cut out of the Bible, the original version of the Bible. It's been cut out of, you know, the religion altogether. And, you know, the theory behind that is, as we all know, there is the, you know, the Crusades, which were Christian wars. And then uh, the uh, Catholics or Catholicism, they really like had an empire. And, you know, when they actually came and colonized you know the new world they in they wanted to um implement their religion and of course they leave out the you know the best part and they they just cut out reincarnation in order to sort of customize christianity and catholicism to sort of give them allow it to be a tool for control as well you know a way to control people and because it all comes back to fear when you look at christianity I'm sorry, but it comes back to fear of going to hell. And unfortunately yeah. for a lot of people, including myself, that fear is what drives you to be a Christian. And that's not the way it should be. It shouldn't be a fear-based thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, and that really fucked you up. Because you had to the, go through a lot of things to get past that. Yeah, it really did. I mean, I it yeah, for years. And I, you know, it had a huge impact on my life because I thought, Oh my God, if I don't believe in Christianity, then when I die, I'm going to be, I mean, they literally teach you in church, like you're going to burn in hell and you're going to live this eternity, live in eternity of just pain and suffering. It's just like the worst possible place you could think of. So of course, naturally that's going to scare you. Taking reincarnation out of the equation, if it was part of Christianity, um, would make people more scared because it's like you get one chance at this and if you fuck it up right. you're going to hell forever and if you don't follow these rules and you sin oh yeah. god's gonna judge you and god's gonna yeah. smite you down and send you to hell yeah that's the scare tactic when it could be like try to live by this bible or do try good. to you know do good things and then you might have to go like do another shot at it right or maybe you aren't finished maybe you have to live a certain amount of time like you know jack larson died really young he didn't get to do i mean not jack larson sorry james houston james jr. houston yeah. jr yeah or houston yeah no that's what i'm saying so that's why you know and there there is a lot of evidence that suggests that uh reincarnation was a part of the christian religion at one point and 
there are there are a lot of different Bible verses out there. I don't have those right now, but if you just Google it, you'll find it. But it does make you wonder, and it makes you, you know, really start to consider. I know when I was sort of getting out of Christianity and stuff, you start realizing that a lot of this is fear-based control because it's kind of the same control that the government puts on us, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times. They they want to scare you into thinking something bad's going to happen, so therefore you follow their rules or you follow the status quo. So, And especially like, I mean, actually we've been getting tons of requests to talk about the Vatican, so we're probably going to oh, do yeah. that, but like that's also, you know, it's not just Christianity. Josh right. is talking from personal experience. I don't want any Christians to feel yeah, like I'm not dig- I'm not digging on Christianity either because no. I know there's maybe it's a little off right now, right? I'm just saying that you can't help but deny some of these things and you you know, and you can interpret, you know, you can interpret it however you want. I'm just saying my is that I don't think so (laughs) interpretate sorry interpretate them however you want. But I'm just telling you from my personal story. This is how I interpreted it and I interpreted it as a way to control you and because you know my whole life it was like you can't do this. You can't do that. Can't do this because it it's against Christianity constant guilt and constant guilt and living in the sphere and when I let all of that go I got to say a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders and I no, no longer felt this pressure to be perfect or to be like you know doing all these things that you know I was told I was supposed to do in order to go to heaven it's just like so what I'm trying to say is reincarnation takes the fear out of it and maybe that's how Christianity was supposed and to unfortunately be. religion is a man-made thing it was made by men and therefore it's possible i'm saying it's possible i'm not saying this is true but yeah, it's possible know. that it could have been, you know the real you know there's obviously a lot of good with all of the religions there's always good things mm-hmm. and but they all share many of these good things you know mm-hmm. and so they all you know maybe they were manipulated so that they fit a certain someone or group's agenda you mm-hmm. know and that's why they picked and choose what they wanted and you know that's why now when I look at religions, I usually gravitate more towards like Buddhism because it does have this idea of reincarnation and, you know, this idea of, you know, karma and doing good onto others will then bring good back to you and, you know, all these different things versus if you Law don't follow, yeah, if you don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you don't follow these things and don't do exactly as it says here, you're doomed. Like, yeah, it's just. That is really, really intense. Like I was lucky enough that my parents, they weren't religious at all. So we went to like a couple different churches. My mom like wanted to expose us to a couple things. And I went to church with like friends. I went to like a Catholic church, Christian church. I've been to a temple. Um, I did Christian church of science with my mom. We went to some other one and then. See, that's good though. That's, 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 see, I wish I would have gotten that exposure to other things because that's the way it should be. You should yeah. be free to make up your mind of what you want to believe and what is works best for you. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just... <laughs> I am against forcing somebody to be religious because you are. That's that's really my stance. Is like I believe it is morally wrong to force another human being to believe something purely based on the fact that that's what you believe. And, and that goes for somebody as a parent, too. I just feel like it's not allowing... You're, you're, you're holding your kid back. You got to, you know, from opening their minds and let them make their own choices. Because look at you. I think you're so, you know, such a great, well-rounded person and so non-judgmental as well. Because a lot of times religion can give kids sort of an ego and they think that, you know, 
they made because you even yeah. told me that like you had kids yeah. that told them they were straight out better than you because they believed in Jesus and it's like well my friend one of my friends when I was growing up she was really religious and she would just straight up tell me like you're it's sad that you're gonna go to hell like and I'm not and she's like you know we're Christ because we're Christians so I yeah I see what I see what you're saying but like I also got a lot of really good things out of church when I was there because like I was too. there just like listening to the message of being good and like that's the thing that's the thing yeah. is the message is same and there's nice people fun there. fellowship it's always about fellowship which i i think fellowship with one human to another is very important and church really kind of forces yes. you to do that and i think that's a great thing and and something that sometimes i miss i miss that fellowship with other yeah. people and being around other like-minded people yeah that is attractive for sure yeah totally it gives you kind of like a family and a support system absolutely so, i get um, why people are go to church and and believe yeah, in re I have nothing. religion nothing against anyone being no religious. if it makes you a better person then, then i'm all, all for it means, all yeah. for it it's just when you cross that line and you start make putting other people down or other people's religious beliefs down you have to you know you have to be willing to say this is what i believe but i respect what you believe right because and that's what we're that's, saying with reincarnation because right. obviously josh and i both i'd say i pretty much believe this like i've always had this feeling that reincarnation was what's going on from like at as the, a child before as I even of right now when you evaluate everything this makes a lot of sense to me yeah. reincarnation makes a lot of sense but we don't know right That's but i don't is, know 100 we don't know any more than anyone else does so it's all at the end of the day you know it's just such a personal thing that people just have to make up their own you know their own minds about it and i've always been like since i never was trying to figure out the truth or like wasn't working toward like i don't know it just wasn't a conversation in my house we were focused on like what we were doing right now not, like, and it wasn't like where a, we were going were you or... were you like on a weekly basis thinking about like your you know a heavenly deity or like some sort <laughs> of like what happens when you die or no i was wondering when whether or Nick not at night was gonna start <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying you were you were focused on normal kid yeah. things versus like oh where shit i, I didn't read go? my bible tonight I'm well, a terrible human and I feel like it always makes you want to figure it out Like if you were religious and you weren't after a while it, you still like have this like need to figure it out Because I've always noticed that with Josh is since you you know stopped going to church and everything You still seem to have a need to figure out what's Absolutely. going on and I I actually seem to be very comfortable just not knowing like I'm Completely fine with that and I I've always have been and that's great. I, think that's just I wish I, I honestly raised. wish I had your perspective because I think I think I'm often consumed like in my mind with all of these like deep deep ass questions about life and what happens after life yeah. and you know what's my purpose here yeah and that is that's literally because from a young age you know yeah. that i was exposed to this one path one path right and you know it, it definitely yeah. got my thoughts going i mean i like yep. as a kid growing up going through the motions doing all the things yeah. and being involved in this you know well, absolutely did i start know. making like connections to higher either my like my higher self and sometimes i felt like there was you know some sort of heavenly presence going on and you know i felt spiritually connected and that that's the hunger that it instilled in me and i thank christianity for that that it did you know that you know i never had thoughts of like there's nothing or i'm an atheist and there's just absolutely nothing going on and you know it really helped help me believe in just a spiritual side of life and and so when i got out of christianity i had this unfilled spiritual void 
void and storm going on i just was like what is going on like yeah. if it's not that then what it is so you, you were know, constantly go, trying to just figure it out go on a mission to try yeah. to figure out what what it is see and i like as a kid i got so many different like perspectives like i went to a baptist church i went to a church of christ i went to a presbyterian church i went to preschool at a church like my mom just picked random fucking churches and we just like went and checked them out that's great so yeah i mean i just saw because then, cause then at least see that's the difference is like i didn't do that till way later yeah and i had no idea what else was out there because i was told that everything else that's out there is false and fake and i should not even listen to it i can't even listen to it that's what I was told. So, you know, versus you, you're like, you heard all these different perspectives. You're just, you know, you've been an open individual your whole life. You've been right. open to what life has brought you and your experiences and the people that you've met have, you've got a head start on the rest of us. You know, you've got a head start on me as far as figuring out who you are and who you are at your core. Yeah. yeah. Like I had to, once I got out of Christianity, I mean, it's a it's a whole process of you know completely moving yourself out of that into an open state where you know i'm just open to everything and open to whatever i come across and you know that's kind of where it started and you know checking out different ideas and seeing what makes sense to me and obviously you know when you start believing in presence of extraterrestrials and you start believing that there's you know we're not alone in this universe and there's clearly life abundant life throughout the entire universe it really you know made me start wondering like well i think i think there's something bigger at play here I, you know i don't think this is just like you know random this is just like a random life that we're in yeah and then it's over <laughs> right and that's it and you know you're here you're gone and, and that's, it. that's it that's it and that's the end of your existence so <laughs> but yeah i don't know god that lava lamp is looking weird it's working now though but it's not it's just it like is it just takes a while like to that. no it takes a while to heat up but it is working actually <laughs> okay <laughs> all right back to reincarnation oh yeah i was i went way off yeah, on a tangent you did it's okay i feel like you've been i'm just i'm using that. this as a way to get out this is almost like therapy with our <sighs> listeners here like it's good though. It's good well, for it's me a to way to, talk for you about to this. open up about something that's been personal for you. And just and just be real about it and be like, you know, if there's anybody else out there that has been in my shoes or knows what I've been through or, you know, understands where I'm coming from, I mean, by all means, I'm glad that, you know, we can relate cuz I guarantee you there's other people out there that have been through a similar experience that I have and can relate to what I'm saying. So, I don't know. I just I like talking about it, so. Yeah. I do too. It's interesting. I'm just saying that I'm just trying to explain like that, you know, we weren't always like this. We weren't always like so like open minded and so, you know, yeah, out there, considering yeah. everything and, you know, like believing in yeah, conspiracies and everything really like this at all. No. So it's it's been a journey to get here, but together <laughs> together. Yeah. A journey together. You know, it's really interesting. This is random. But when Josh and I first met. Josh, we were probably together for like maybe two months, three months. And Josh randomly said to me, I'll like, I'll love you through this life and the next. And I had never heard oh, it before. Yeah. And now it's like a thing for us. And well, and I've always never I, told people about my tattoo, what it says. But I guess for the podcast people, 
we love you guys. So you get it. If you've been listening for an hour, you can. You get to know what the. That's what our tattoo tattoos says. mean. People ask me all the time. I've yeah. kept it kind of secret, but yeah, it means through this life and the next. In Thai, it's written in Thai on our arms. We but. got it in Thailand when we were on our honeymoon. But yeah, it's just a saying that I I came up with randomly. Came out of I mean, nowhere. I was. I think, let's see. I've never heard that before. Senior I've looked, year, I've tried to I really. For it, I can't find it. Started opening my mind a lot, and which was in 2011. So, I don't know. I just started, you know. And another thing is like, a big influ influence in my life has been my grandparents, and yeah. they've always been sort of this outlier in my family because. Yeah. They are they they believe in reincarnation. They believe in gurus. They believe in if you know who you know, Edgar Casey is. They believe in Edgar yeah. Casey and they're big super fans. Basically, <laughs> they stand Buddhism in uh, a simple form. <laughs> it's Edgar, not Edward. Ed, Edgar. Ed no, you said Edgar Casey. Okay. So they they've always had obviously this different perspective than than what I was raised. So I think they've had an influence too because of course she's like talked to me about it before and stuff mm -hmm. and. You know, Graham is a very interesting person. Yeah. So I think partly because I actually lived with those grandparents. So maybe just their energy or something. And I started getting a clue, and, you know. Yeah. And I just no, I literally random came up with through this life and the next. Yeah. I didn't. you know, And if you Google that, like there's nothing on like you can't yeah. find it anywhere. And now it's our special thing. It was like in our so wedding don't vows. Take it. Don't take it from us. That's ours. In our wedding vows that we put on every card we write each other. Because we actually really do believe that like in this idea of reincarnation and that our souls may have known each other in either a past life or you know maybe on the astral plane or spiritual plane somehow we've connected at from a soul perspective like because when josh and i met each other it was like we always knew each other like i don't know how to explain it it was like so magic it was divine it was it literally really divine. was it and really i was. i would say friends family would probably admit that like it was very our connection and just our yeah the way that we, and we came had so together. many times that we were in the same place before we met and we didn't meet each other but we were both there and we didn't live anywhere near each other growing up like um no i mean Josh i moved like i lived in different states and yeah and you know i never lived anywhere near you and the first night we met we I, of course, I was like all awkward all night and didn't talk to him and like he thought oh, I didn't yeah, like yeah. him. Oh my god, I thought you hated me. You ignored <laughs> me so hard. because I did like you no, and I was just I, nervous. I did know. I was like, oh, she's smiling at me. So then when everyone she's else smiling. went away at the end of the night, I drove Josh to his car in the parking lot in my neighborhood, in the pool parking lot. <laughs> and we sat in my car for three hours. Yeah, it was... Three hours. We had just met. First, it was our first time like really talking. First time hanging out. And we I don't even deep. remember how that started, but yeah. We no, started we talking deep. about god and the point of life like all the stuff we're doing now yeah <laughs> we barely knew each other mile higher started then yeah it <laughs> did and i mean god we talked till like two in the morning it was crazy i went home i was like oh my god I fucking yeah our minds were like blown we're like yeah. whoa like yeah and it was just so comfortable the whole time and just like we we had like a mutual understanding of each other like straight off the bat like you didn't feel like a stranger no. ever you, never you were like, you were like oh it's like hey reconnecting with an old friend like hey. yeah and we i remember we had like really deep and emotional talks like right away yeah like right away about we each other right in, like yeah. it was like we always knew each other's problems like we knew how to help each other it was just like something i can't like i truly believe that well do you believe in soulmates yes that's interesting like now that we're talking about this well, it's soulmates like, that gives literally we're soulmates we are literally soulmates like our souls were like 
okay, need to come together. Gonna, yeah. So soulmates is we think soulmates is a real thing. I don't know what you guys think or what you think, but I think soulmates are real. I, I think if you believe in this idea that we have a soul in the first place, because let's face it, guys, all of this, this mess is just a vehicle. This is literally just a vehicle for our soul for people or that consciousness. See, he's pointing to his body. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm like waving at myself, but no, like our bodies are literally just flesh vehicles for our souls and consciousness so that we just, you know, our spirit, you know, our true form is a spiritual form. And when we're living out a life, we're in this physical form. Yeah. And so these are just our bodies and, you know, we just happen to, I guess, work out like linked up. <laughs> yeah. Like we were attracted to each other. Like it just like was so perfect, you know? Yes. It was. So soulmates. Soulmates. soulmates through this life and the next. Yes. Soulmates. Yeah. Um sorry. Just got really excited about that. <laughs> okay, here's another quote about past lives from Carol Bauman. That is who all these quotes have been from. I did have it down just at the end. When a child speaks of a past life memory, the effects ripple far. At the center is the child who has directly healed and changed. The parents standing close by are rocked by the truth of the experience and a truth powerful enough to dislodge deeply enriched beliefs, entrenched beliefs. For observers observers removed from the actual event, even those who are just reading about it, reports of a child's past life memory can jostle the soul towards a new understanding children's past life memories have the power to change lives so that's the thing with past lives is that there are so many children that have these past life memories and i'm Thousands, going to be yeah. doing a video on monday talking about three specific kids who very very compelling evidence for why they their parents believe they were in the twin towers on september 11th of 2001 yeah that's so and died there and all of them talk about seeing their death from an aerial point of view yeah crazy no i know it's it's just mind-blowing and i'm honestly just surprised that he, we don't hear more about this stuff because this is so profound like i think oftentimes in our society and just you know through mainstream tv and stuff the spiritual the spiritual aspect of our lives just gets completely left out like we don't even talk about such profound like come on guys there this is concrete evidence of literally what happens after we die something that Every human being wants to know the answer to and yet we don't talk about it. We don't debate it We don't we're not researching it the way we should be. We're not you know, we're not well, I don't think a know, lot of people even know that these stories exist that, and that's what I'm saying is the fact that these are not like Talked about more or in the media more and I mean obviously like James he was but He's one of many. I mean there are thousands of cases of yeah. kids that remember their past lives a lot of them that were in the Chicago bombing and usually that I mean they sorry, remember the Chicago fire and the Oklahoma City bombing I, I mixed them and then the kid that remembered his life from Mars as an extraterrestrial <laughs> yeah. like dude come on and there's like. Bariska he was a <laughs> Russian boy that started talking about his past life in Mars like immediately to dude. he was having these like crazy his parents would come in and he was like meditating as a baby pretty Damn. much and I'd was like <laughs> speaking to other beings and getting information wow. Wow. according to him I mean I don't know you know I believe it dude I believe that clearly there's life on other planets and you know including Mars probably at one point so 
you know, what, you know, if you believe in this idea of reincarnation and that, you know, you live multiple lifetimes and your soul just goes from one physical form to another. And you have why, like a different mission. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, you know, there's like a whole system to reincarnation. There's different levels. There's different levels of, of your soul. The yeah. idea that there's like young, old souls. I'm sure a lot yeah. of you have heard those terms thrown around. People are always like, I'm an old soul. Yeah. And once you understand what that actually means, you can actually like begin to really understand if you are really an yeah. old soul, if what you think I? you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then it goes way deeper than just you live life over and over again. And once you really look into it. No. Yeah, it's it's very um, very interesting and people that believe in reincarnation normally believe that you're aware that you're going to reincarnate that after you die you, like review your life see how you did and basically set up your next one and you plant you can plan it with other souls you can say hey you know you and I we're going to meet up we're going to start mile high podcast in our <laughs> next life because our goal is to you know spread this conscious message and help you know, yeah. wake people. Maybe this is what our purpose is. Maybe our purpose yeah. during this lifetime is to do the Mile Higher podcast and talk about these things and open minds and and open people to new information that they have never heard before. I mean, right. that's what I'm starting to realize. Is like this is not this is not just like a podcast for fun. This is like a platform to get out this information and try oh, yeah. to spread awareness around not only spirituality but the truth about events, Tons the truth about you know. To all these different things that go on and We're truth thinkers yeah <laughs> truth thinkers i'm a truth thinker but um yeah so bariska he he said that he was an indigo child and that he was reincarnated from mars so um, cool. and he was supposed to come to earth to with along with a lot of other indigo children who i mean we can't decide we can't tell like who's a, who's a what and who's an, you know whatever but a lot of the like symptoms of being an indigo child are like being impatient um feeling like you don't belong adhd so sometimes i'm like maybe maybe i am and i'm here to like inform yeah. the masses i mean who knows i could be um so basically he said that like there's a lot of indigo children and their job is to basically wake everyone up and their their job is to continue the human race and help people evolve so i don't know i mean that's, that's that one's less believable than the james one but i mean why would this kid make this up <laughs> No, why would he make it up? And he had an insane understanding of like physics and space and space time, like extreme age four. Like, you know, he's ripping this stuff out of his head. It's like insane. There, I'm just saying, show me a better explanation. Like, show me better evidence of something else that this could be. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like there is any. No. Like, what are you going to say? Like, my kid's a God. He's a divine child. I know. Yeah. And he, I mean, in a lot of these cases, too, the kids from a really early age have a good vocabulary. It's like they're like older and they like they de develop faster. They can stand quicker. They can crawl faster. They're just like always ahead. And that was the case with James. That was the case with Cade, who I'll be talking about on Monday. Case with Bariska. So it's definitely interesting to think about. So Josh and I were looking more into what people who believe in reincarnation truly believe. And it's very interesting, um, the whole like process of it. And, you know, obviously we don't know if this is true, but it's interesting to talk about for sure. Yeah, it is because it it just validates it. I mean, it just gives it a lot more validation. And, and when you start digging into the details behind, you know, what what's your soul and 
what's the point and you know what's our purpose and there's just there's a lot of knowledge around it and so some of the interesting things when we're talking about reincarnation is for one like the soul is a real thing like it's not you know as far as we know or as far as we believe i guess i can't say i know because i don't know i've never physically seen my soul but um it, it's it's something that predates all science and it's something that has been a known unknown thing i guess from the beginning of time and all human beings are a combination of physical mortal body and non-physical immortal soul so the physical body is temporary but your soul is your soul is eternal so that's the that's the whole idea with the soul when we're talking about reincarnation is that your soul is the piece that goes on and your personality and your you know your physical body are just a thing of this life right that's that's the whole thing is like once you're done with this lifetime then your soul then moves on to find another physical form to um move into so that it can then continue its purpose like because there's purpose behind everybody's soul which i think is very encouraging and positive because i i think the biggest bummer to life is believing that there's no purpose to this whatsoever and that we're just here and then we're gone and that's it and you know that there's there's literally no point to this like that's i feel like that's just such a shitty way to to live and to have to to like live with that as your moniker like my moniker is nothing i live to die like i mean they could be right that's the thing they could be right (laughs) they could they could be right i guess i can't say they can't but but i think another thing with with souls is that people are like too too attached to who you have right developed into like if you think about it we are all actors in a role like from the day that you're born you are born you were born to two christian parents you became like you know right i was and your maniacs. physical form is <laughs> directly love, love my parents is directly influenced by those around you yes. and your parents and stuff so and who you become the impact right. that you start to build a persona i'm a youtuber i i am a podcaster i'm a teacher whatever it is you have this idea of who you are but that's not who your soul is right and neither and is that's your... the same thing with astrology is that it's really your soul that is the sign right not, not... your physical form right because your soul How is, is your soul not attached itself? to nationality, race, or gender. None of that matters whatsoever. So in a past life, I could have been a woman. I could have been a man. I could have been, you know, an infinite number of possibilities. And that's, I should also mention this. For anyone that watched my past life reading I did last year, um, I met a girl named Nicole Brenny, and she has a YouTube channel now, and she's like quite active on it. You should check it out. Um, just look for Kendall Ray reincarnation on YouTube and the video will pop up, but she did a past life reading on me. And of course I don't, I can't confirm that she's right. I have no idea. Plus it was over the computer. I feel like it's like harder that way. Um, but it was very interesting what she told me. She, she believes that I was an Egyptian man who was, um, prosecuted basically that, um, it was around the time where raw was enforced as the sun god was the god you can't like all the other gods you know religion changed and um i had to flee to greece and she told me i wore like a i was like an artisan i like made things pottery and i wore a giant emerald necklace that's all i remember from it but it was very interesting at least got my mind going like obviously i don't know 
if it's true, but it could be. She read it with tarot, tarot cards, tarot cards. Mm. Mm. It was really interesting. But I kind of want to go to a past life reader like in Denver, like someone I can be with in person so they can like feel my energy more. I just, I feel like it's harder over the computer. Yeah, I do too. To do I feel like I don't even know how you do that, honestly, over on online. You need to like be. But maybe with tarot, it doesn't presence. matter. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But it's very Cause, interesting. Because like a lot of people believe that there's, uh, well, I guess it could be thousands of years between uh incarnation so or... it could be or it's just like one of my lives but it's interesting that maggie when i had that reiki healer here uh if you saw that video that i did she mentioned that i was prosecuted somehow too she was like burned hung something hmm. like that so maybe i was interesting i guess you know it's one of my phobias i would say i guess it's heights and then being tortured like I am extremely bothered by torture. Josh knows I will leave the room or I will go under the covers when there's any type of torture I'll scene or interrogation covers. scenes. Yeah, I you don't like torture. I hate that. I don't like, I mean, fuck, who likes torture? Yeah, seriously. But... but some people like love Saw. No, I know. I some people never. can watch like brutal movies, but yeah. Even if it's fake, I hate it. So yeah. maybe I was tortured. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because like, it's interesting when you start to like, when you start learning this stuff and you start reflecting back on your own life and you really start to think about what you know what's what do i believe my purpose is or what gift do i have to give to the world and that's the most interesting thing to me is that i think all of us and it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from all of us have a purpose for being here we all have something to give to the world yeah. i really believe that i think we all have something to give and there's you know and we all mutually benefit from it yeah and Different people have different jobs or different purposes, but I think collectively if we put all of our gifts together We can create something really amazing mm -hmm. and I think part of the problem as just us as a country and us as a The human race is that we've lost touch with that Oh yeah, We're and so many touch. people just think they're worthless or not worth shit or have nothing to offer and are depressed and just hate themselves and it's just like your soul is unique. You have something to offer. You have something to give that yeah. we need. It's just finding out what that is. And I think there are people on this planet right now whose goal or, you know, their soul's mission is to figure out what that is, you know? Yeah. Well, it goes back to like soul evolution. And, you know, with reincarnation, they really believe that you're going through per, there's like seven stages, right? seven yeah there are seven yes seven stages of, or i'm sorry there's five stages of reincarnation as far as the evolution this like infant souls baby souls young souls mature, mature and souls old. and old souls and each soul you have to go through seven lifetimes to get to the next level right and um, so your soul's constantly evolving so if you think of it like that way it's yes. like a video game you keep going back in right and trying to get a higher level or trying to do better and people who are doing things like murders and uh, school shootings. I mean, these are people whose souls are extremely unevolved, right? Exactly So part of being a human is evolving. So I was thinking about it And I wonder if like humanity as a whole is evolving, you know, we talked about type one type two civilizations yeah. If you didn't hear our podcast on that, we are considered to be a type zero civilization, which means we suck <laughs> We are just we're in our infancy, but we're coming on to something. New, we are we're, like, I think we're don't you guys feel it well, I feel it. I think we're I think in our lifetime, I think in the next 20, 
20 to 30 years or so, we're going to move into a type one civilization. Yeah. It's going to happen. This is the age of Aquarius. The steps are coming. The we're going to be an interplanetary species. We're going, I mean, honestly, we already are probably, we're probably already <laughs> living on other planets and other places throughout the universe. Yeah. And there's other live, I mean, with UFO sightings and when you start to put everything together, that's happening. You paint a picture of a much more connected world and universe and realizing that all of us living human beings and just any beings in general, we're all connected into the same consciousness. Because when you think about this, even even these extraterrestrial races and aliens that are out there, they have a consciousness and they have a soul as well. Mm -hmm. So they're all part of this, too. Most of them are probably just a higher level than we are both yeah. from a civilization standpoint but probably from a spiritual standpoint yeah. they're probably not all but there's probably definitely some that are on just a they're so like because <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast but there's different levels of consciousness like there's we're starting to realize like there's base consciousness and then there's all of these layers of consciousness and as you get to more of these layers the it sort of unlocks these abilities that we all naturally have that we just don't know how to use. And right. so it's that's sort of the mission. And that's sort of the message is by connecting with our higher, our higher self and our higher consciousness and, and elevating that and um, allowing our soul to evolve, we can reach such a higher place, which in, then in turn means a better world for everybody. Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at it like that, it's well, what back to like my thought with the, time over time as all evolving is like my idea is you know back then when life was first starting it was obviously barbaric it was right it was brutal yeah man. brutal and you know the dark ages and the renaissance people were fucking crazy like we even talked about the titanic we've evolved so much in just a hundred years so if these are all souls like maybe back then it's a bunch of baby souls we're just filled with baby souls and so I think like some, maybe but we're on our way now we're like maturing and there's a lot more mature and old souls here and there's obviously probably there's definitely yeah. some baby souls here still yeah, yeah, yeah you know people be acting a fool but <laughs> i think it's just interesting to look at humanity that way maybe humanity as a giant consciousness stream is evolving as a huge soul well that's that's what it comes back to is like we all have our own individual soul our own individual consciousness, but maybe there's like this collective soul or collective consciousness that we're all, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we're working on our individual selves and our, our soul, but maybe the ultimate point of everything is a collective solution. I think so. Where maybe we all have to get our souls or ourselves to this point where we think we can then rejoin this collective soul or this collective energy that we that makes up the entire universe or whatever and which kind of goes back to astrology again because yeah. the idea with astrology is that everyone has a certain type of personality a role in society in order for everyone like all 12 of these personality types make up life because we need them we need virgos we need aries we need Sagittarius. Comes back we need to my thing. everybody has a gift everybody everyone has something has a purpose we have to balance it out yeah we can't have too many virgos Otherwise, it would be right. fucking crazy. Yeah, everyone would be up to Or if there was a ton messes. of Tauruses, it'd be bonk. We'd all want to kill ourselves. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez, no. I'm just kidding. No, it would be no, a great match. No, it would match, just but be like, I don't even know. It would just be, the, the energy would be unbalanced. And therefore, you know, 
maybe my flaws or Virgo flaws would come out more, you know, I think it's good that there's a balance and and that's what makes all this so unique is that we all, you know, we all come from different places and we all have something to offer. Right. And when we, it's just getting us to put it together and be like, give, take, that's mine, mine, you know, and that like, cause people don't understand astrology at all when it comes to that type of stuff. They just like, don't understand it. Like I and my friend, Kristen, shout out Kristen, if you're listening, doubt it, but she (laughs) (laughs) is really skeptical about astrology, but she's always been interested in it. She's always watched my videos and asked me questions. And last time she was here, she was like, so do you believe that aliens made, made astrology? So it's a way of producing personality types, like a like sure, like generation system like and i was like you know what that's like that's pretty woke Kristen. like that it's that pretty is. close to what i'm thinking it's but a pretty woke thought that's, yeah that's, absolutely that's really what i believe is not aliens i'm not sure but i feel like there's a a real point to i think how I it think... all works that we all need each other and that there's a balance and a way that our universe is set up i know what it is it's the framework yes. it's the framework for the connection between us and the planets and the rest of the universe because all of the planets are conscious beings they're all living they're all conscious and they're all affected by the rest of the universe just like we are so therefore astrology is man's discovery of the framework that connects us between all of these living organisms including everything in space and the stars the planets all of it we're all connected to it that's why you know, you hear like Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's like, we're made of stardust, you know, because yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, we are made of the same atoms that yeah. make up stars. So it's like, there's obviously a connection there. Mm-hmm. They're just maybe planets and stars are just, you know, some maybe even some type of being that's just on a much higher level than us that we can't even connect or yeah. be open to yet because we just haven't gotten there. But maybe yeah. you can truly connect with the planet, your home planet, like I swear, I feel like there's been points in my life where I have felt spiritually connected to the to our planet, to the earth, to oh, nature. For sure. I mean, I know many of you out we're there can... We're both earth signs, so yeah. Yeah, yeah especially <laughs> us because we're earth signs. But I think everybody at one point in we're their life... We're both double earth signs. Yeah, we, we love our earth. We love you, Josh Mother is a earth. Virgo with a Taurus moon. I'm a double Taurus, just for those listening. Yes, and but I think everybody out there, no matter what your sign is, I think you have this inherent um, connection with with nature and just being outside and being on this planet. And Mother I think everybody, yeah, exactly. I think everybody has that feeling at some point in their life and people just interpret it different ways. But I think there's definitely a connection between the celestial body, the celestial bodies and living beings. And astrology really does a good job of explaining that connection, I think. Yeah, it does. What I'm trying to say is that, and for all we know, there could be a deeper, you know, a deeper connection there than even what we know right now or what we think we know. So, yeah, it's crazy. I think so, for sure. Um, Do you want to talk about these different souls? Um, Maybe it's getting a little longer. I I think we've explained a lot. No need to let, I mean, we got a good launching point for people to to look into it so if this piqued your interest at all about reincarnation look more into definitely it look sure. into it more um there's an interesting um book called the michael's teachings and basically um there's people that have have channeled the other side 
and there's this entity we don't know what it is exactly but there's an entity that calls himself michael and you can interpret that however you want but this entity has provided a lot of information to many people that have channeled him um, about our souls and what it's all about and so if you have time google the michael teachings it goes into more detail about some of the stages of the souls that we mentioned you know, and of course, old, we don't yeah. know if it's true. Right. I mean, I'm not saying this is true by any means, but it's very about interesting. I love thinking about it. I love pondering any Absolutely. All this type I mean, stuff. we started reading this and we're like, whoa, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's really make, interesting. You know. But I, what I thought it was especially interesting is in this article, we'll link this article too. It's, uh, it was really interesting how it talks about how your soul like gets to have a, a period of time where you're just like nothing recuperates and you just get to like look over your life see how your soul evolved in that life and then find out like where does my soul need improvement i need to teach myself a life lesson so in my next life plan your next someone life. is going to abandon me or someone is going to kill me or someone you know it's all planned out by you <laughs> your soul i mean according to <laughs> it's very this. interesting yeah. though i mean it definitely invokes a lot of different thoughts and emotions about life after death and it makes me feel in a really positive, positive way in helpful. a positive way because it just it, it just really starts to show you that your life ma this life matters no matter what you believe mm -hmm. and do the best you can just do the best you can be a good person do as many good, good things as there. you can be as nice as you can don't waste a second of your life going around being an asshole like just don't being go a nasty internet troll or something it's like <laughs> yeah that's it's too. like come on man yeah, well, whatever. Find something better to do. <laughs> well, yeah, seriously. Find Put some positivity. To do. Why, do why isn't something. there any good internet trolls that just go around the people's videos and like leave like the nicest comments? <laughs> that's what we need more of is... There are. They're not trolls. They're subscribers. Yeah. And they're fucking awesome. <laughs> that's true. My subscribers are so uh, nice. We get I get so many nice comments. Yes. Yeah, so my mind. Thank you guys so yeah, much seriously. for all the support on the podcast. And thank you guys for all those of you that have left us wonderful reviews on iTunes and all the various websites that we're on. We really appreciate it. That really helps us out most with the podcast is if you rate the podcast and even better if you write a review, that really helps us out a lot just to get noticed and work our way up to number one. So everybody in the world knows about Mile Higher Podcast. So we appreciate it. We appreciate all the love and support and we're happy to actually we're honored to be doing this podcast and yeah, we truly are. Be yeah, it feels great. It really does. I feel really good about it, and I do too. I love podcasting. It's I hope fun. You guys like it. Yeah, I think they do because I mean, I, I, I if it were me, I feel like it's just feels like us hanging out with yeah. you know, like you guys are just sitting around this table with us. We're just yeah. having this conversation. I mean, hopefully that's how it comes across. But yeah, I think it does. I think we've been both loosening up too because at first, like I felt like it was just like so many, so many opinions and like. Oh, well, you like don't just know people that don't understand what a podcast is like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's going to be times where we say, uh, and, um, and have to like, but so would you, ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so would you. <laughs> try doing anything yeah. live for an hour and 40 minutes. It's pretty difficult. But once we've gotten like, whatever, you know, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. And we just are at the end of the day, it's our podcast. We're the ones doing it so we can do whatever the fuck we want. I'm just putting that out there. So if you don't like it, then go watch something. Go listen to something else. You won't hurt my feelings. So, <laughs> Well, most of them are really nice. But for all of you that 
do love the podcast. I think people are getting used to the how a podcast Thank is you. supposed to be. Like it's just a lot of people I think that watched our channels, yeah. thought this was going to be like longer videos, and it's just podcasts. It's so different. Like it's not going to be as professional it's way and perfect. And no, we're just we trying to make it human. very casual conversation. Yes, yes. Well. If you guys are interested in this kind of stuff or any of the things that we talk about, um, there is an awesome website called Gaia.com. Is it Gaia.com? Yes. yes. <laughs> and Gaia, we actually have been spending some time with the people at Gaia, our homies over there, and they have set us up. We are now ambassadors, so we are... We have the ability to send you guys to Gaia for free content of our choice. Yes. So, and the content that they make aligns almost perfectly with our channels and with what we're talking about the podcast because Gaia, um, if you don't know who they are, they they used to have um, basically like a TV TV show, Gaia TV. It was mostly about yoga and spirituality and things like that, but they've since rebranded as Gaia and they now make all sorts of cool content around transformation, yoga, as well as like aliens, space, ancient really Civ, not ancient alien stuff. type stuff. Right. So they don't run ads on their content because, you know, it's not <laughs> mainstream. So they are all about no ad, ad free content. So it's a subscription based thing and it's really, really cool. And they've given us the opportunity to share some content with you guys at um Gaia.com slash mile higher podcast, correct? Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be ready quite yet. But okay, well, we'll, we'll leave we'll the information you know. that you guys need in the description box to check it out. And yeah, very, very interesting. But they're a big, big uh, supporter and fan of the podcast. So yes, we would like to thank to... them. They've been really helping us and being nice, um, telling us, you know, just just encouraging. They're a great resource and they've got yeah. a lot of experts in the, these topics that we talk about. So it's kind oh of a great God, place for so us. So nice to, to talk to people that get it. Yeah, it's always fun to talk to like-minded people that, you know, don't look at you and think you're insane when we start talking about, you know, aliens on other planets <laughs> and aliens are here and yeah. you know. So guy is really like woke ne woke Netflix is what Josh we and call, I like it to call it. Woke <laughs> Netflix, exactly. It's a streaming platform, guy.com. But yeah, I think that's where we'll end it for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. You got a little, oh, it's probably our longest one yet. Almost an hour 40. Hell yeah. But thanks for, for listening and watching today, guys. Really appreciate it. Yes. And until ne next time, stay, stay woke. woke. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Peace in your heart.